Welcome back, guys. My name is Yard Samurai, and I'll be your server tonight. Tonight, we do have a special going on, and that's going to be our brand new episode of Love, Death, and... Cooking! Oh shit, that's fucking hot. What the fuck? Today is a fantastic day to cook. Open the pantry, fridge, cabinets. See what you have and what you don't. Look at your stomach. Ask what it wants. It responds, tacos. You make a list to fit the recipe. And boom, you're off on the adventure of cooking tonight's dinner. Something I never knew before I moved out of my parents' house, spoilers to why I've been absent, is that my parents are actually great cooks. And they didn't teach me shit because I have no clue what I'm doing most of the time. And if I do, it's because I just watched a video on how to do whatever it is. But that brings me to the moral of the episode, though. Everyone can cook. So try your best. And if you succeed, great. Enjoy your amazing meal. And if not, then you learned and you'll do better next time. Because we never lose here. We learn. Cooking is such a universal language. For every person eats, which means every day, billions of people are cooking. Whether it's for the people they love, for prisoners, school kids, kind of the same, or for guests in their restaurant, cooking is a part of everyone's life. Everyone has quirks, habits, little things they do while, before, or even after they cook that makes them all unique and different. After cooking, though, is another thing that brings us all together. Something most don't really think about is family habits at dinner. Does your family congregate at the dinner table eventually and then everyone waits for everyone to settle down and get food in front of them to eat? Maybe you're saying a blessing of some sort or eventually people will just coast off one by one, usually leaving the parents last to clean up and do the dishes and such. Or does your family all grab a plate one by one from the kitchen to move into the living room where the family's series is on? and you all have your selected spots to eat, or is it your mom comes home with food, brings it to you in your room, then asks how your day was, leaves, and that's the most you'll see them usually for the rest of the night. Each and every one of these creates different habits at the table, social gatherings, and even some things in relationships for the rest of your life. One example from my life experiences is the discipline of not having a constant tether to your phone. Many people my age can't not be perpetually entertained by something or someone. If no one is talking to you, you pull out your phone and start scrolling. No one's talking at the dinner table, pull out your phone, start scrolling. Got to class early? Phone. In the car? Phone. Driving? Phone. Walking? Phone. Kids at the restaurant? Phone. Awkward first date? Phone. Funeral? Phone. You strike yourself in the reality that you have a serious problem with social anxiety. Fuck you, watch! You've got mail. What do you want? Anyways. Dinner is a communal time where you are all winding down from the day and the only real events after are chilling or just going to bed. Some families leave the TV on, which dilutes the conversations, or worse, they have little televisions in their hands through the whole process. 
This to me is one of the lowest standards of dinner. For if you made the meal, no one is enjoying it. Sure, they say it tastes good, but then they eat enough of it, slide the plate to the center of the table, and whoosh, back to their room for the rest of the night. If this sounds like your family, maybe next time y'all have dinner, wherever, if you are the kid, keep your phone in your pocket. No matter how unentertaining it is, strike conversation with your parents about their life, or just sit and enjoy dinner. No one has to be talking the whole time. It's okay for there to be some silence. The amount of people comfortable in silence is dwindling day to day. If you're the parent, take their phones or don't let them be on it. This might require some parenting out of you, I know, I'm sorry, but if you establish this early, you're setting them up for a good habit in relationships for the rest of their life. Not to mention, you might even get them to speak about things or their feelings or what's going on in their life. Which, side note, to parents out there listening, talk to your child, not like a child. Ask them real, meaningful questions, and then shut the f*** up. The whole time. Shut the f*** up. My parents blessed me with listening to me and allowing me to have my own opinions. It has made me have a great relationship with them now that I'm an adult. The most important part, along with shutting the f*** up, is asking the right questions. Here's one to try tonight at dinner after you ask them to put away their phones. Hey, so any cool new games coming out soon? Oh, look, I'll even throw in a free one, on me. What's a short-term goal and a long-term goal y'all have for yourselves? And what can you do today to head in the right direction? And then here comes the kicker. Shut the f*** up and listen. It's easy. Easy enough. There are so many fantastic dishes in the world that to count them would be impossible. Why? You only know what you have eaten. What about all those amazing parents out there that cook delicious food for their family? And you will never get to try it. Sucks, but hey, count your blessings if you live in America. The greatest country in the blue and green planet. Then you have amazing food choices almost everywhere. Except in the middle of America where there's well, the only restaurant is really a cornfield. But if you live in Houston, there is a restaurant on literally every corner. And I mean that. Every corner. In fact, there are more than 10,000 restaurants in the Houston area with culinary choices that represent more than 70 countries and American regions. Not to mention all of the amazing food trucks that are well-deserving. With all these choices, where do you even start? Fish and Brewis, Flipper Pie, Jig's Dinner, Montreal-style Bagel, Montreal-style Smoked Meat, Namino, Nanaimo Bar, Oka Cheese, Aurelius de Cressy, whatever the fuck that is, Poutine, Sushi Pizza, Tautine, Yellow Pea Soup, Fast Food, Barbecue, Native American Cuisine, Cuisine of the Pennsylvania Dutch, Puerto Rican Cuisine, Roadkill Cuisine, Soul Food, Tailgate Parties, California-style Pizza, Carne Asada Fries, Chicago-style Hot Dogs, Chicago-style Pizza, Cincinnati Chili, Coney Island Hot Dogs, Fish Fries, fries, hot dogs in general, Italian beef, Kansas City barbecue, hot dogs, lobster rolls, Manhattan clam chowder, New England boiled dinner, New England clam bake, New England clam chowder, New York style pizza, hot dogs, Philadelphia cheesesteak, Santa Maria style barbecue, Santa Barbara County, California, St. Louis style barbecue, St. Louis style pizza, hot dogs, and white hot. Just to name a few. Which is what makes cooking so great. Because depending on where you are from and the resources you have to create the cuisine is unique to you. And where cooking happens, so does eating. So does a community coming together. So does conversation. So does healing. So does creative thinking. So do 
connections form, which is a great place to head onto the last motif. My childhood favorite is mom's shepherd pie, Yorkshire pudding and roasted potatoes. I remember coming home from school and going to the kitchen to help her. It's because of her that I discovered my love for cooking. A quote by the one and only Gordon Ramsay. Cooking for the people closest to you is an altruistic form of love that we all know well of. When you're at the end of the rope, laying in death's bed, one thing some people reminisce about is the simple act of their mom taking care of them while they were sick. How they will lay them down, make sure they have water and boil a soup. This small act of heating up a can of soup that costs $2 created a memory and a feeling along with it for a century. Cooking is storytelling for the soul. Every flavor, every pinch of ingredient to the hands that needed the dough, creating an amazing story that is expressed through selflessly giving your time to others who will enjoy it without sacrifice. Everyone should be a server of some kind in their early life. It builds confidence, social fluidity, and conflict management. An invaluable skill to have in life is being able to look a stranger in the face, have them immediately trust you to take care of them. You provided amazing service for them and their family and serve them great food. Having them go home with a belly full, a smile wide, and a great memory with their family, truly as a server, is the first job I've had where I can really, honestly change people's life. I've developed regulars as my time goes to almost a year now being a server, and that makes me feel so great to a point where it almost doesn't feel altruistic anymore. To have someone come to your house for your cooking, to have someone select you out of all the other restaurants for your food and service, to have thousands come your way to hear your story, is a feeling I feel develops a great amount of character. So serve yourself. Serve yourself the same platter. Serve yourself some great food. Give yourself excellent service. Treat yourself to an amazing experience. Manage your inner conflicts. If you don't like something, change it. Like you would the people at your table. Talk to yourself like you talk to your guests when they're being served. While cooking, invite someone to help. While eating, eat with a stranger. While at a gathering where people are just drinking and watching sports or something, cook a finger food. I promise you, you will make one person smile. Hopefully also yourself. If you make one, and I mean just one person, smile a day, that is seven people a week, 30 to 31 people a month, 365 a year, 29,200 over an 80-year life. The crazy part, though, is if you also smile while doing that, that's almost 60,000 people you made happy for just a moment in your life, half of it being you. Cooking can and still does change the world. It can change yours. Cook yourself a meal here and there. Learn how to cook your favorite foods. You'll learn more foods you love and go beyond what you thought you'd like. Create amazing lifelong relations with the people you serve or who serve you. And last but not least, most servers in America make $2.13 an hour, so thank them for your service to you preferably with money. My name is Yard Samurai. This is fun to be back with a new mic, new house, and new life. 
I will be going back to normal, and I hope y'all didn't miss me too much. But as always, if you enjoyed this episode, please pass on the enjoyment and serve someone you think will also like this episode. It truly is a free and crazy valuable thing to me. And thank you for listening. And I'll talk to you soon. Hiya! I say it at the end of every episode. Anyways, that was stupid.